0: I want you to feel empowered and inspired to be, well, different. Welcome to the show. Hello, and welcome to another episode of Directly Different. Today I'm sharing my delightful conversation with Stetson Patton, a social media strategist whose number one mission is to help you grow your business on social media. We chatted about keeping up with trends, new platforms, and how determining your purpose is vital to a successful social media strategy. After listening, check out the show notes for all the ways you can have Stetson bring some energy and fun into your social media presence. Hi, Stetson. I am so thrilled to connect with you and chat with you this week about Instagram and social media and all kinds of fun things. So thank you so much for being on the show this week.
1: Thanks for having me. I really appreciate it. And just like talking to you already, I feel like we are kind of the same person, which is really fun. (laughs) Yes, it is always a
0: blast to feel like you align with people. And I, man, pinch me. How is this what I get to do every day? It's so much fun. I love it so much. So tell us a little bit about you to get started.
1: I think that's always like a loaded question because I'm an Enneagram seven. So I will start from the day I was born.
0: I love an Enneagram seven. I think everybody needs an Enneagram seven friend because they're just always up for the fun,
1: right? (laughs) Oh, that's true. We have FOMO real bad. (laughs) So your name Stetson,
0: tell us a little bit about (laughs) how you got that. I know we were just chatting about it for a second before we hopped on, but I love, I wouldn't say weird names because that's, it's not a weird name. I love different unique names because we have a daughter named Palmer and
1: I'm obsessed with it still and she's seven. So
0: I would love to hear about your name and how you got it.
1: I love her name too. I'm saving that on my future baby listing because I think that one's such a good one. I, I love it. i be so honored. <laughs> I know one of my friends just named her son Stetson and posted about it. I was like, Yes, <laughs> carrying the lineage. But it's so funny. I feel like it used to be more of a unique name and it's becoming super popular right now. But I don't have a cool story of how I got my name. My mom had a friend named Stetson as well. So she liked it. So I was named after somebody and I have had three kids named after me too. So it's, it's been fun to see people name their kids after me.
0: Yes, it is. Like I said, it's an honor to see that being carried on. And same thing with us. We didn't have, I didn't, there wasn't really an exciting story about it. I just, I met somebody in the South <laughs> named Palmer. And I remember when he told me his name, we were at my brother's wedding and it was one of his friends. And he said, my name's Palmer. And I'm like, your name is your name is Palmer. And I remember looking at him almost with like stars in my eyes (laughs) and I tucked it away. I'm like, that is going to be a name for my kid, boy or girl someday. I love it so much. And thank goodness we got, we got a little Palmer and it fits her. And I know, I'm sure people say that about you. Like, wow, that, like, I can't imagine you as anything else. And so
1: I can't either. I made my dad take me to the courthouse when I was in first grade. I wanted to change my name and he drove me all the way there and he was like, are you sure? I wanted to change it to Christina because there were three girls in my class named Christina. So I hated it growing up. I absolutely love it now. Um, My family, we just love unique names. My sister just had a, a baby girl and her name is Chapel. So we mm. love that too. I, I think it's that. so sweet.
0: Yes. Oh my goodness. I love it. And my daughter is almost through first grade and has not asked to change her name yet. So
1: we're, I think we're doing
0: okay. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And I hope she, and you know what? It's great for branding. It's very memorable. And so, I mean, way to go mom and dad on the name. I love it. All right, Stetson. So we are going to talk all about Instagram and social media today, but before that, let's chat about how you got your start in the social selling industry. So you love serving the social selling community and social sellers and network marketers, but I would love to hear how you jumped into the industry and what led you to where you are and what you do today.
1: Yeah. So I was a senior, maybe a junior or senior in college. I feel like when social media just came out. So I love that movie with Justin Timberlake. Um, You know, and he plays Mark Zuckerberg when, or not Mark Zuckerberg, is that the, yeah. Yes, the social network. Facebook. The social yes. network. That's right. Love that and movie so too. I remember when it was like the Facebook, and you just had your profile picture and your information. And I was just, I think it's kind of cool now looking back that I was in college because so many people didn't have the opportunity to get it when it just came out. They had to wait until after, until after Facebook grew. And I had the MySpace. So I was friends with Tom and all that stuff. But I was studying business and marketing in school and i really loved my marketing classes in general i love some of the case studies that we did learning all about marketing how to help businesses with their marketing and although i was a communications major i just kind of really fell in love with marketing at that time so my very first job that i got right out of college was for a marketing coordinator for um Her name is Sharon Decker. She is now the CEO and president of the Tryon Equestrian Center here in North Carolina. It's huge. It's where they have international equestrian races and stuff for the Olympics and things like that. So she is just so business savvy. She was one of the best bosses I've ever had, probably the best boss I've ever had but I was her marketing coordinator and she had her hands in investments in a lot of small businesses for economic development. And so I really fell in love with helping small business and helping people understand. I was helping them create Facebook pages at the time and helping them just learn what to post. I was helping churches uh, figure out how to post (laughs) their sermons um, and when they were doing it because it was before video and stuff like that. So I've kind of grown with social media. I have had so many jobs in between, but with the social selling aspect of it, I will say when I was very deeply involved in that world, it was pre-pandemic and I was selling a lot. I was kind of stepping outside of the box, doing things virtually and selling on Instagram and Facebook more than most people were at that time. And I think when the pandemic hit, that's when I really birthed another business because so many people were reaching out to me saying, Hey, you have been doing this for a long time now. Please teach us how. And so I realized that what I was doing wasn't just luck. There was a lot of strategy behind it. And it, you know, at the time I didn't realize that it was strategy, but I learned, I kind of looked back at it. I was like, wow, Stetson, that was actually pat yourself on the back. You took what you learned in marketing class in school. And you applied it to the social media marketing world, which I love to tell people, give yourself grace. This stuff, first of all, social media in general can be difficult and hard to understand. But on top of that, marketing is something that people go to school for. They get degrees in it. So I tell people all the time, give yourself grace if you don't understand it it's because you didn't go to school for it. So an example I love to use all the time, I love going on Pinterest and looking at these beautiful homes and this interior design and stuff like that. And I can try as hard as I want to make my space look beautiful and look aesthetically pleasing. And I just don't get it. I'm not going to be as good at it as these people who went to school and studied interior design are going to be. But I can hire them to help me or to consult me, and I feel like I can still train myself and learn. But I think a lot of times people get frustrated, and they have to kind of give themselves grace because if you did not go to school for marketing, it's not going to come natural. So I think I feel like I just need to put that out there for people too. Sorry, I went off on a tangent.
0: <laughs> no, no, it's good, and I feel like it is important to realize that we each have unique gifts. And so, you know, mine might not be social media. It's definitely not interior decorating. Like you said, like I, I'm a very visual person, but I can look at a picture and copy it, but I, to be able to come up with it on my own. No, I can't do no, that. Same. And so it is, it is too important to be said that we do all have unique gifts and it doesn't mean there's anything wrong with us or that we, you know, aren't cut out for whatever field we're in. It just means that we might have to find people to help us along the way for sure. All right. So this next question, I think I know the answer to it, but maybe I'm wrong. We'll see. What is your favorite social media platform to hang out on and why? Well, first I want to
1: know, what do you think it is?
0: I think it's Instagram. I would think, but I'm also, you know, in my mid thirties and like, I'm that's, that's the extent I'm not a tiktoker. I'm not, I can't, I can't handle it. It's too cutthroat for me. <laughs> I'm not cut out for it, but anyways,
1: I think it's Instagram. I was curious to, to see you when- when you said that just to know so my answer will probably surprise you a little bit so my favorite platform to post on would be Instagram my favorite platform to hang out on would probably be TikTok so it's a (laughs) catch-22 but you even though Pinterest isn't really a social media platform you will find me on Pinterest a lot and then other times I'm on LinkedIn a lot. So I feel like it depends on honestly what type of mood I'm in. If if I'm really sick of seeing some of the stuff that I'm seeing on Instagram, I will give myself a break and go over to Pinterest and just look at pretty fun things that, you know, don't have that. Um, you will not find me on Facebook much at all. Even though that's really sad, Tiffany, because I need to be my reels perform really good over on Facebook. And a lot of my target demographic is on Facebook. So it is one of those things I know I need it, need to be. I But I also am a fill your cup with joy type of person. And it just doesn't bring me joy. And then LinkedIn too, just because I get to connect with some really brilliant minds over on LinkedIn. And I love seeing thought leaders and I feel like that platform is actually growing really fast with the younger actually I know it is for uh, the younger generation right now who are in high school and college they are getting more on LinkedIn they're not they're skipping the Facebook because they know they don't need Facebook but they do feel like they need LinkedIn so that's actually a fun platform that I'm learning more about so I'm just discovering more about it. And then there's two new platforms, Lemonade and Clapper. So I'm on there a lot, just trying to learn about all these platforms that my clients want to be on. That's so interesting. And I have heard of Lemonade, of course.
0: It's like all the buzz right now. I've never heard of Clapper. Is that one similar? What's that similar to?
1: So Clapper is more similar to TikTok and podcasting. It's kind of like TikTok meets Clubhouse a little bit. Um, There's no advertisements on it right now. So that's really nice. And so it's, it's different in the way that it is specifically connecting you with people that are in your industry. So I don't know if it's a great lead generation tool, but it's a great connecting networking tool. It's kind of like a backup if TikTok is to get banned or anything like that, people are going to clapper, but I don't think TikTok's going to Get banned. I mean, that's just me. I think that's a scare tactic, but um, TikTok is still better at the lead generation and showing to potential clients instead of people in your industry. But Clapper is great for networking. I I will say that. That's awesome. I'm going to have to check
0: that out. I haven't. (laughs) Ventured on to Lemonade yet, even though I have heard a lot
1: about it, it's just it's just one more thing <laughs> that my brain can't handle. <laughs> that's honestly, Tiffany. That's the worst part about my job. I feel like is because I don't have a specific niche right now, and I'm I'm meeting more social media managers who are. I I do social media management for Instagram and TikTok, you know. but I also want to be a one-stop shop. If you want to hire me to do social media, I want to do it on all the platforms. Now, granted, you might not be able to afford to pay me to do all the platforms, so let's pick your top three. And I usually, the advice I give people is to get really good at one of them. So if LinkedIn is your platform that you want to be on, let's use all the features let's set up groups let's post on it daily let's sh- have the video as a profile because linkedin's really cool you can have a video profile just like on TikTok, and most people don't know you can do that and it's funny when people tell me oh i'm really good at facebook facebook is my best one but then i go do an audit and they don't have any groups they aren't posting stories they aren't going live and i'm like well if facebook is your best one let's go ahead and utilize." everything that it has to offer. I don't know if you watch the Great British Baking Show. Do you watch that? Sometimes <laughs> I have, yes. I, my sister and I love that show. And it's so funny because, you know, those, the bakers, if they forget an ingredient and they're like, ah, you know, that cake just isn't as good <laughs> and they can still present something. It's just not going to be as good. And I love to use social media as an example of that, that is. If you're not using all the ingredients that these platforms have to offer, your cake or what you present isn't going to be as good and the platform isn't going to make yours a showcase. So when people like complain about not getting engagement or not having these things, it's basically because they're not consistently using all of the ingredients that these social media, which I really call them like software platforms, that these software platforms are providing you to use and there i think with instagram alone there's like 20 different things that you can do so i get that it's super overwhelming and something that we do for our agency and our clients is if you hire us and pick this package we comment for you we engage on your behalf we post your stories for you we help you set up a live strategy for you to go live we find people for you to go live with we aren't just your typical social media agency that I feel like is just gonna post for you three times a week so you can have something out there. We don't even accept clients who want that. We are very much like, if you don't grow, you can fire us because we are here to help you grow. (laughs) And that's, I feel like that's very different than most social media agencies, but it's the perfectionism of me. Like I'm such a perfectionist that I can't do things. Like if I know in my head That stories are going to help you grow. I can't not do that for you. (laughs) It's hard. And it's hard for the clients that don't pay for that package because I'm like, oh, well, this is why you're not growing. But that's the perfectionist in me and trying to get over that because being a business owner, being a perfectionist is not a good thing. (laughs) Like we were
0: talking about before we hopped on the recording, it's a learning process always.
1: It never is. Always. (laughs) Mm
0: -hmm. I do love the advice about if, Multiple platforms are overwhelming because who, I mean, who isn't overwhelmed by that thought? Right. I feel like it's a really great tip to, if that overwhelms you, choose one, go all in on that and have the other ones just kind of be, you know, out there too, but just focus on one and see where that goes.
1: And I think too, like knowing how to repurpose with the videos being more popular, knowing that you can take a video piece of content and post it on almost every single platform does make it easier to repurpose content. But let's say you're just posting a thought for the day, knowing that those will do really well on Facebook and LinkedIn. So at least get that same piece of content on two platforms instead of just one, because your target audience is everywhere.
0: Yes. And it's true. If you post it on one platform, it's probably a very slim chance that that same content, even if you post the exact same thing on another platform, that it's a whole different audience that's going to see it. It's not the same anywhere, really. Even when you're on Facebook from group to group or whatever, you could post the same stuff in multiple places and chances are very small that the same person will see it
1: and true and even if they do that's great because repetitiveness is key people have to be layered so many times so it's just layering so if they see it twice up to i read something the other day that said um you know in real life people have to be layered six to seven times before they like purchase or whatever on an online world people have to follow you up to four months before they feel like they will trust you and that's if you are consistently posting um it and it said it takes about 36 to 38 touch points Mm. for them to hear that message online to be able to purchase and click and i thought that was very interesting but it made sense because people aren't hopping online to normally shop they're hopping on social media to to browse to be entertained to relax and so they may hear it once but they're not ready to purchase or buy, they're not going to click. They have to hear it and see it multiple, multiple, multiple times. And then maybe you'll catch them in a moment where they have their credit card ready and they have their phone ready. And they're like, okay, let me go ahead and do this.
0: Yes. I love that because I mean, we, I think about big box retailers and how many emails we get per day from them from old Navy. I probably get seven emails a day from old (laughs) Navy. And so, and I'm not in the mood to shop from them every day, but on the Right day with the right email subject line, I'm clicking it and I am buying what I actually just bought a denim jacket the other day, and I had no intentions of buying yeah. denim jacket, but I saw it and I was like, you know what, I need that. But they send me, you know, hundreds of emails every week, and so <laughs> it's paying off. Right? <laughs> so it does it's- take it does take a lot of time, and so that's something that I'm learning myself is. Just because I've said it before, just because I've posted about it before, doesn't mean I can't post it again. It means I should post about it again. If I believe in it or if I want people to
1: hear it more, just post more about it. Absolutely. Well, and think of some of these. I'll use network marketing as an example. There are some that have been around for years, you know, years and years and years that have multiple, multiple products. And then they don't understand why when a new network marketing company or direct sales company opens up and starts and only has five products, how all these people are doing so well, they're doing so good. And then that comparison trap starts. But what it really is, is a confused mind buys nothing. So if there's only five products to choose from, that makes it easier. So that's usually what I tell a lot of product based sellers who are trying to sell something online, your store, your website may have 300 pieces of skincare products. I'll use that for an example, but pick your top five and talk about those top five all the dang time, all the dang time, because a confused man won't do anything. And if you can get someone to click on your website on that one product, then they can look at up, like upselling or adding to their cart. Yes. I love that tip. I actually just
0: talked about that in a recent episode about how, if you're feeling overwhelmed in your business or you're not seeing people buy from you, pick a couple of products and really focus on them for at least a you know a season and 3 months a quarter 6 months something like that because you'll see that people will start to get the message and start to understand why they need it and it really does reduce overwhelm for yourself as the seller and customers as the buyer
1: yeah and i think too many times i see people trying to sell the whole catalog yes But yeah, when I like really would focus on like, okay, what is the one thing that I want to sell and sell really well? And I picked a high ticket item. I wanted money in my pocket. So I picked a high ticket luxury item. And then that is just all I promoted every day, all day.
0: Mm -hmm. So smart. Yes. My early home parties, I brought my entire starter kit with me, every product that I owned. I had everything with me and totes and bags. Oh so unsustainable but
1: <laughs> we right, all did it, it like is. i
0: said we all did it <laughs> so stetson going back to social media how important is it to have a social media strategy when it comes to growing online i know we know deep down that we can't wing it <laughs> but how ineffective is winging it and what and how important is it to have a social media strategy these days
1: i think the main question would be is do you have a clear goal for Mm. your business because a lot of times people will come to me or set up a consultation with me and i cannot put together a social media strategy for you to grow if you do not have a business goal in mind there is there is no social media strategy just to all right let me get there is if you just want followers sure post five reels a day go right ahead that's very unsustainable too. And you're going to get so burnt out. So that's why I like to say, okay, what is your clear goal? And then let's break it down for the quarter for the month. And that's just in any business that you're going to have to set those goals. But when people tell me that they don't have a goal, then I don't have a strategy. And it would just be like, Think of a CEO of Target. I'm going to use Target for example. They have quarterly meetings, they have monthly, weekly meetings. But if the CEO came in there and said, Well, I just want more customers, the marketing team is going to be like, Okay, <laughs> you know, what do we want to do? But if he says, or he or she says, I want to triple our spring home decor sales from last year they were really down last year we need to push our home decor section um, to really focus on tripling what we did last year that marketing team and social media team can put together a plan and a strategy to really help focus yes on target the store in general but specifically in the spring home decor section and they know what type of videos to make and they know what type of content to push out there they know what types of call to actions to have so that's just what i think as business owners you should sit down and say, okay, what is my 90 day goal? And then what is my goal for this month? And then how can I strategically plan my social media around this? So it is important to have a social media strategy, but more importantly, it's important to have a business goal and have clarity on that. And Tiffany, you would just be so, you probably won't be surprised because I know you talk to business owners all the time too, but you can probably echo me on this to say, like, most people don't don't have that. And that is the first step. They have a big picture vision. They have their vision board. They know where they want to be five to 10 years from now, but they don't have the basics of where I want to be even, even by the end of the week. And I think that's very important.
0: Well, I mean, I agree with you, but you're also talking right to me because sometimes I'm like, what am I, what am I doing? I don't even know what I'm doing, ah. but we all, we've all been there. We've all been there, but that's why people like you come in, come in handy and you help us out and make us feel as crazy. So I appreciate that. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, and nobody's perfect. So even myself for my business, I have to really, um, I'll send you the link. I do have a link for this, but it's. Um, I'm showing this on the video right now. It's called a Faith and Focus Journal and it is a Christian-based journal. So I like it, but it is kind of an all-in-one. What do they call those? Oh, crap notebooks where you can do everything. So I can have my sermon notes, my calendar, my schedule, my to do list, my gratitudes, my just like notes from meetings. It's, it's the only planner slash journal that I find that has everything all together. But I like it because the prompt questions every Sunday are like, Okay, what is your goal for this week? What is your main thing? So it's prompting me every week to really focus on it. So um, and it makes me focus on spiritual, mental and health, like as well. So I really like it. I do have a link, so I'll send that to you for your show notes. But yes, for sure. Um, I love I, that. I just had somebody else tell me about it, and it's been a game changer for me too, just to help stay focused on what I need to focus on.
0: That's awesome. And it's all one place, which is so helpful too. Yes. All right, Stetson. So you pride yourself in staying up to date in all of the trends. I know we just talked about new platforms, and you're on all over that, and you're on top of those, and just staying on top of the news. And everything going on. So what are some this is kind of juicy, but what are some social media trends that are out? What should we stop doing these
1: days? Okay, so I think that I don't I can't think of like trends that I I say are out. There are strategies and things that could be done better, but I don't want anybody listening to this to be held back saying, am I doing an old trend from 2012? No, just post it. I don't want people to stay stuck. So post it. The more you post, you'll do it. So I don't think that there's any friends necessarily that are out because one thing that I have seen, Tiffany, is there are trends from three years ago that are resurfacing and coming back alive. So it's almost like nostalgia for people who saw it on TikTok three years ago. They're like, oh, this is fun. I remember this song and they're doing it again in maybe a different way. So just like fashion trends come and go and they come back, I think some of the social media trends do too. Whereas even on Instagram, there it was all reels, 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 reels. Well, guess what? Now they're saying, hey, now photos and carousels are doing better. You know, so it's, it's good to stay up to date. I think it's good to stay up to date on what is trending that way. But I don't think there's anything like that that you should stop. But there are a few things Like stop posting without a call to action. I think that's a big one that I see is not having, what do you want people to do? So for example, one of the examples I used for one of my real estate agents this week was we used a song. Uh, it's a new trending song from the Jonas Brothers called Waffle House, and it it there's a line in it that says, deep conversations at the Waffle House, and I thought that was just catchy and cute. And so what we're doing is um, we're asking her clients to talk to her about real estate and to have a deep conversation. We will meet at the Waffle House if you want, but it is basically like comment below with the word Waffle House. If you would refer me as your realtor, like if you have worked with me before and used me and you would give me a referral, comment below with the word Waffle House. Now we're going to plant five or six people to comment the word Waffle House. My whole team is because people, also people don't like to be the first one to comment. So if you're not the first one to comment on your post, go ahead and start doing that because psychologically people don't like to be the first one to comment, even if you are the one that commented. So that's just a fun fact. But letting people know what to comment, I think, is key too. But usually when I go audit social media accounts and they're saying I'm not getting engagement, I look at their captions, I look at their posts, and I'm like, well, you didn't even tell your audience what to do. You didn't give them any clear direction. And like we said, a confused mind does nothing. And so that's just a big piece of advice that you could go implement right now today on anything that you're posting.
0: Yes. I love that. And sometimes, okay. Sometimes when I'm writing captions or writing posts or whatever, I'll realize that I've given two call to actions. Like I've asked two questions. Like, do you ever do this comment? And I'm like, wait, wait, I got to take one of these out. (laughs) So I think that can be confusing too. You're like, oh, I have call to action but maybe I have more than one unknowingly. You don't really, you don't realize it sometimes, but I think sometimes Girl, I do that. I do,
1: I do that too with my clients. I'm like, oh, which one do I want? <laughs> yes, so I yes. do that too.
0: All right, on the flip side, let's chat about what is in and what should we start doing in our social media businesses?
1: So this one's easy for me because I'm always going to say, just start being more consistent. That is going to be key for everything it is just like going to the gym. If you go once a month, will you see results? Yes, it will be slower. If you go once a week, will you get results? Yes, a little bit more. But if you're going three to four times a week, if you're going twice a day, if you're pulling a two-timer, you're going to get more results faster. And so it is the same for social media. And That can be a little daunting and overwhelming to think about posting that much content. But honestly, it the way they do it again using all the ingredients, you can post to stories, then you can post a reel, you can post a carousel, you can use the different ingredients to focus on the post. So that's what trend is. It's never sexy. There's never the fun answer that people want. It is anything that's boring answer is usually the right answer. It's Hmm. because it's always what people don't want to hear. That is the key, <laughs> right? That's so. Right. I would. I wish I could just say, "Hey, use this song or do this, and you will go viral every time." And honestly, if you hear somebody doing that, they're full of it, and maybe they're paying for followers. I promise you. Mm-hmm. So, I think it's just staying consistent. Now, are there different tips and tricks? I do think so. I don't know if you know who Gary Vanderchuk is, mm-hmm. but love him, Gary V. He had a reel the other day and somebody in the audience asked him a question. She was in real estate and she said, how do I cut all the noise and stand out in a saturated market by not using trends? And he said, well, why don't you want to use trends? And she said, because everybody's doing it. I'll just feel like I'm copying them and I'm not standing out. He had the perfect answer. He said, no, you should use the trends. He was like, because, If not, everybody else who is copying them, they're going to get the clients. They're going to stand out because it's trending for a reason. He said, so just go ahead and do it. And she was like, but you won't stand out. And he said, you are an individual person. You will stand out anyway, because you are different. You're already going to stand out as a realtor where everybody like you no, I love you. No, but there are going to be people that do connect with you that love you and they're going to do it. And I just, First of all, love Gary Vee, but just thought that was such a brilliant answer because that's exactly what I tell people. I'm like, I know that you have seen this trend several times, but your audience may not have and they need to see it from you. They need to see it from you. So I think the trends that are in are just staying on top of the trends and I'll plug it again at the end, but I do have the social trend email. It's only $7 a month. Um, That gives you five trending audios and ideas to use each month. And we do have it specific in there for social sellers. We have a whole section in there um, too. So it's a fantastic email. I seriously use it myself for all of my clients. It is something I, my whole team, they know, use the social trend, make it easy. And I have a lot of other marketing agencies that are subscribed to that email that use it because they were, tell me, they're like, thank you. They just do it, and so it it does cut out a lot of the time from scrolling on your phone. My whole goal is for people to be able to prioritize what's important, and the number one thing a um, research just showed. I posted this on my stories the other day. Um, they asked the younger high school generation. What is one thing that you wish your parents would do more? And they said, I wish they weren't on their phone as much. Hmm. That's the number one thing the younger generation said. And it's funny because I recently took my nephew to a baseball game and he, I was going to be working and I told him, I said, Ace, I'm going to take you to a baseball game, but just know I'm going to be on my phone a lot because I need to get this email out. And I was sitting there, but then I, every time he would get up, he would like, look at me to see if I was watching and I would put my phone down. And I noticed how many times he kept looking over at me to see if I was on my phone and he would smile every time he would see me watching. And I looked around and so many other parents were on their phone and their kids were looking as well. And it really broke my heart. And that's where I really have pushed the social trend even more because I'm like, if I can do even one thing to help save somebody one hour in their day, that is my main goal.
0: Yes. I love that. And I was thinking that when you said $7 a month, if that saves you... Like you said, an hour a week or more, I'm sure. How many of mm-hmm. us only scroll for an hour a week, total? <laughs> I mean, we're lying if we if we if we don't admit that we scroll more than that. But if it can save you that scroll time so you can be more present in your life with your family, seven bucks? Oh my goodness. We would pay double that, triple that, right? At least. So I love that service. That's an amazing. That's an amazing thing. Thank you. all right. So you help business owners with their social media and you help them manage it in different ways. So when someone is thinking about hiring a social media manager, what, what should they consider?
1: So I recently interviewed a bunch of social media managers and was asking them why they were charging more but doing less than I was because Mm. I do get burnout. I told you before this podcast started, our team is posting over 90 pieces of content a week and we just added on a big client and we're going to be posting around 127 pieces of content Mm. a week. Oh my goodness. So when I'm telling people I'm on the platforms daily, so I know what's going on. It's true. It's true. But I was interviewing them because I was like, how are y'all not burnout? How are y'all doing all of this? Some of y'all don't have a team and I have a team of people How are you doing it? Well, I found out like a lot of them aren't doing the engagement. They're not commenting back. They're not posting on the stories. I was like, but you're charging your client this and you're telling them you're going to grow. Well, what I found out is their turnover rate is Mm. high because if people aren't seeing the results, okay. So that's what I would ask if I'm hiring the social media managers, how long have your clients been with you? You know, if I were to ask your client why they have stuck, stayed with you, you know, I've only lost one client since I've started social media management. And it's basically because her daughter is a marketing major and wanted to take it over. Great, I'm not going to argue with that. So I pride myself in keeping all of my clients and making sure that they're happy. Because if my clients are happy, then I'm not going to have to lead generate and find a ton of clients. And again, that goes for every business. We know that it's five times harder to find a new client than it is to nurture the ones that you have. So I'm going to keep nurturing the clients that I have and make sure I am doing the best that I can for them. Now, granted, they don't understand social media marketing. So I have quarterly calls with them and say, I give them suggestions so they know I want them to be aware. Hey, so one of my real estate teams that we do right now, there's 12 agents on their team and we're busy because they have a ton of listings and closings and all that stuff. So we're posting a lot for them. But they're not showing up in stories. And we know that stories are a huge part of engagement and social media. So we came up with a strategy plan for them. Okay, guys, if you're not going to pay us to do the stories, can you do an agent takeover day where each day one of your 12 agents and then you just rotate for two weeks, you know, just takes over? And they are responsible for posting eight stories that day and just a day in their life. And so they've been doing that and it's been so fun. So again, are they paying me to do that? No. But is my main goal as their social media manager to get them growth and to teach them and develop them? I have one client now, it's a staging company, they can film their own, their reels are great. What they do is great. And I remember at first being like, God, they're going to fire me because I've taught them so well. And they're just going to do it themselves. Nope, they haven't. They have stuck with me because I taught them. So they trust me to provide them with the best education Possible. So, twofold question. I would say, how long have your clients be, been with you, and how are you continuing to educate your clients on what they can do better? Hmm. I love that. I
0: love that because people are probably listening and thinking, okay, well, I need help with social media. Maybe I need a social media manager. And so, I love this conversation. That's a great place to start when looking for that service. Now, I'm sure social media managing. I'm sure it is not cheap because it is something that takes, you know, it it just takes a major thing off of someone's plate. And so obviously you will, you know, you have to be compensated for your time that you're spending on these clients and helping them grow. That's a huge asset to these companies and to your clients. So for those listening that are thinking, okay, that sounds amazing, but that's probably not in the budget right now, tell us about the different things that you offer for for social sellers and for small business owners as far as social media managing, more of like a DIY type approach.
1: Right. Well, and I love that. So usually my elevator pitch is I either do the social media for you or I teach you how to do it yourself. Which one do you want? Which one would you prefer? <laughs> you know? And so a lot of times people are like, I can't afford to hire a social media manager. And I get that. <laughs> I totally do. Especially if you're a solo like myself. I mean, I'm already paying so much other help. Is that one the most important? So I do have a monthly membership at $37 a month. Now that includes the social trends that I talked about earlier, that $7 a month. But this, the socially growing membership is more for people who just want to stay on top of trends. They want to learn the how tos, the how to do the reels, how to do the tick how to find the trending sounds. It is a how to class, which I feel like It's so much better than YouTube because you get to go live with me twice a month to ask the questions. Uh, We actually have a training tomorrow night. We do these once a quarter and this one's a real TikTok party where it is a one hour time block where we zoom together, but we're all recording our own reels and TikToks. And it's, it's a time block to make sure that we are doing it. So I think that's always super helpful too. And then we can hop on and ask questions, you know, if we need like, Hey, what caption should I put with this? Or what would y'all do with this? And so that makes it fun. We had a themed one one time. It was a nineties theme one. So all the songs were nineties and it was super fun. Um, So we do those occasionally. And then for the people who are already like, okay, well, I already kind of know all of the how to's. I just need someone to tell me what to do. That's where the social trend comes in place. It is just that roadmap. Um, I have the social trend at $7 and then the social trend plus, which is $12 is an upgrade is basically where you can plug captions and everything into your calendar. So you're getting the idea, you're getting the caption, you're getting the trending audio and you're getting industry specific ideas too. It is a dummy proof way to be able to post. And the fun thing for me, Tiffany, is that we are using these for my clients. <laughs> so for social media management, so I know they work. I get to see it. Um, I do offer private coaching, but that's been pretty full lately (laughs) with some new clients. So um, I would just have someone reach out to me um, to see. To see, I have lots of free services on my website. My website is sociallystetson.com. We have a free reels checklist. We have free Canva templates. We have a ton of freebies on there as well that will help you get started and just to have that roadmap of what to do. I love
0: this and i it's no surprise that your private coaching calendar is full because this has been such an enjoyable and informative conversation. So how can listeners find you? Where where would you prefer them to go? I know you talked about you're on TikTok. Should they find you on TikTok? Should
1: they go to Instagram? I know not Facebook, so where can they find you? Not Facebook. I actually have an automatic reply on Facebook that says, <laughs> nice. if you leave me a message, I will not see it for two weeks. Please message me on Instagram. And then even my voicemail says, please do not leave me a voicemail you can find me over on Instagram. It's called boundaries. I think that's so smart. <laughs> it's called boundaries, but also just kind of teaching people where you do want them to yes. message. So um Instagram messaging for me is the best. Usually Instagram and LinkedIn are my top two for messaging platforms. Um and it's Stutz and K Patton at all of them. And so pretty easy to find on there. If you can't find that search socially Stetson, you might be able to find me. And the other reason the Facebook's harder is because there, I have multiple accounts on Facebook, because I had one that was hacked. And it still it was when I had my business and was doing well. So I have people tell me all the time, I sent you a message. And I'm like, mm, I never saw it. it was the wrong one. So make sure I have blonde hair in my picture and not red hair. and That's how you will know. <laughs> That is so
0: great. Well, thank you so much for your time and your encouragement to listeners and just how they can grow sustainably and grow to the best that they can
1: through social media. Always my goal to help people feel more confident with these mini computers inside their pocket.
0: (laughs) Yes. It's an amazing tool and it can be so overwhelming, but with people like you, we feel so much better about it. So thank you again for your time, Stetson. This was such an enjoyable conversation.
1: Thank you, Tiffany. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me. I can't wait to have you on my podcast.
0: Thank you so much for listening in to this week's episode. In my opinion, it's way more fun to share life with a friend. So if you loved what you heard today, feel free to take a screenshot and post it to your socials so your friends can listen into the show too. Don't forget to tag me at Directly Different Podcast and I'll be sure to give you a shout out. Speaking of social media, follow me on Instagram at Directly Different Podcast and send me a DM. I'd love to continue the conversation. I'll catch you guys in the next episode.